1: Welcome, welcome to the Hustle Sold Separately. We are a weekly podcast dedicated to doers, creators, entrepreneurs, hustlers, innovators, CEOs, people in and around the world that are really driven by doing everything but the traditional route, <laughs> as are our guests. Uh, you know, you guys are, you know, anti-status quo, pushing boundaries, pushing limits, because you realize there really aren't any except for the ones you put on yourself. Uh, and often you just think differently and in and structured environments of, of doing things the old way don't seem to always fit with you. And a lot of our guests will tell you the exact same thing, which is why they set out on their path and done a lot of different things that uh, they truly believed in. And uh, we always say we don't glamorize or glorify and success. It is not overnight. Our guests will attest to that, it being not overnight. Uh, and they can tell you a whirlwind of different experiences that got them to where they're at now. And then a lot of times they're still building on where they're trying to head to right it's the journey and we are very keen on documenting that i'm matt Gosman, founder of uh the podcast house of sold separately you can find us on instagram you can also follow me at matt Gottesman on instagram for any of my other ventures uh you guys also have tuned in a lot of times for my writing on hdf magazine and and uh talking with all of these awesome creators as well and you guys know i answer each and every single text dm and reply on my wall i've done it for five years straight I don't plan on stopping anytime soon. So I really appreciate this global community that continuously shows up. And I also love the fact that you guys interact with our guests as well too. That's what they're here for. They're here to tell a little bit more of their journey but be also a part of this community. And I've got another exceptional, exceptional guest uh, uh, today, Oren Klaff, and we're gonna be talking about human psychology and how it impacts making decisions and then also especially in business with sales and negotiations, right? Because um, all of you are in your head. <laughs> if, if I had to be blunt, uh, and by the way, you're not alone. I, 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 too, you know, depending on the situation, can get there, but I've worked very, very hard at how to be very, very present and make decisions straight from the gut. Um, and even then, that still takes a lot of time, energy, and practice. But uh, we're going to talk a lot about that. And I want to queue up, you know, Oren is one of the world's leading experts on sales and negotiations. You guys have probably heard about him <clears throat> um, from uh, his book, Pitch Anything. Excuse me, which is required reading throughout Silicon Valley. Excuse me, hang on. <clears throat> I'm all choked up already on, on having him on, apparently. Uh, but it's, it's required reading throughout Silicon Valley, Wall Street, and, the, and Fortune 500, um, you know, probably even Fortune 50, uh, and then Fortune 10, uh, more than 1 million copies in print worldwide. That is no small feat for any of you uh, budding uh, authors out there. Uh, He's written for Harvard Business Review, Inc., Advertising Age, Entrepreneur, and has been featured in hundreds of periodicals, podcasts, and blogs. Hopefully, this will be his most unique podcast experience because I always try to make it different for everybody. Uh, He's an investment partner in a $200 million private equity investment fund and in his spare time is a motorcycle enthusiast. He's also got a new book, Flip the Script, coming out. uh, Excuse me. It just came out recently in August, just a couple months ago. So uh, be sure to check that out as well, too. Oren, thanks for being on the show, man. I appreciate having you here. Hey, Matt, that was an introduction, and uh, I am wondering if I can
0: match that wonderful radio voice that you have. I don't know if I can dig that deep and get that tone and timbre and pacing and beautiful, <laughs> harmonic resonance of that voice you have. That's why people are listening to you and like, I don't care. You know what? Just have Matt read the phone book. I don't care who's on. This right. Warren Claff guy, right. forget him. Just just have Matt count to 100 and back down, and uh, it, it's fascinating. You have
1: a beautiful voice. I I appreciate that. I'm gonna and I'm gonna have to take you everywhere I go. Just the same, like, here he he's the guy who pitches, (laughs) so he'll he'll pitch the whole podcast. So so you know, I I was mentioned before the show started. um, I was I we obviously we always go on tears on this show, um, but the first question is always the same. You know, how do we how do we get here to today? Um, For those, uh, a lot of people know who you are. There's a lot of people out there who are still learning who you are. So for those that are still learning who you are, if you can kind of give us a little bit of context, the background of how we got here to today.
0: Yeah, so it's really interesting. I think over the last 15 years, the way that buyers buy and that investors invest and that you get into meetings and what you do in those meetings has changed a lot. Because in the past, just the fact that a buyer or an investor had access to you or your company, that was some value, right? they they got to learn about your vacuum cleaner or about your, you know, software company or uh, your your music label or whatever you're doing. It was information, uh, and they didn't have the internet information. So, so you were valuable in a sense. And then as things progressed, you as the guy giving a pitch or going into a meeting or jumping on a call or uh, became less and less valuable because they had the information, and now they're just shopping for price. And so, what pitch anything. Help do is rebalance the equation, right? Uh, and so what happened is that the way that I got to pitch anything is I was this guy, and then I saw so many of my colleagues and people go to a meeting or get on a call and go, "Hey, I'm so thank you so much for inviting us to call," you know, at Microsoft or uh, you know Matt's company or, or you know whatever. Joe's investment company is such a great firm. We've been really excited about meeting you guys for a long time. We prepared a special presentation. We really hope you choose us. Uh, you know, as your customer. And by the way, if you choose us, we're going to be the best. You know, provider. You can reach me anytime on the weekends. Customer is always right at our company. We're just so excited here. Uh, and by the way, I'm gonna. I got a presentation to give you. If you have any questions, just don't feel free to interrupt me. Uh, you know, at any time. If you have any questions at all. And uh, again, we're just you know ready to kick off. So, right, Matt. So that. Is the traditional way, and then it gets worse, right? Oh, hey, I see that uh, photo up on the wall. You know, is that you and Tommy Lasorda? You love baseball, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: from Fletch. You're probably too young to ever seen Fletch. Right? No, I, I have seen Fletch and Fletch too. Fletch, hey, Fletch yeah. lives. Is that you and Tommy Lasorda? <laughs>
0: I hate baseball. <laughs> so, um, but but then you know, then what we do is I go, hey, you know, uh, I look for some safe space to try and. Make the pitch into. And by space, I mean, and safe, I mean, I wanted the feeling that the buyer or an investor was liking me, that I was liked, right? And so, how do you get somebody to like you? Well, you know, you get rapport. And so, you start to see this old formula, the old script develop. Get rapport. Give people the features about your product or your idea or your music label or whatever it is. Uh, once they understand the features and tell them the benefits of the features, explain them how the benefits really are uh, going to affect their lives and then start to spin a story around it and then do a trial close. So what do you think? Is this something you'd be interested in? Right? The trial close. Do you have any questions and then they'll say, well, you know, this time of year, we don't really have budget. We don't sign labels until early March, but it's good to see you guys here. Uh, you know, it's really good to have the information once you send over a proposal. Uh, we, you know, we don't have budget at this time. Uh, you know, we're, we're happy with our current provider, whatever it is. Objections are like, ah, now I know what to do, right? There's objections. There's some work I can do, which is overcoming the objections. And then in the old script, you would overcome the objections, which is basically arguing with your buyer uh, and Then eventually time would run out while you're arguing about the objections and you try and close, and mainly your only tool to close would be using a discount. Hey, what if we could get it at the right price? Then would it make sense for you guys? Well, you know, what kind of pricing can you get to? Then you may or may not win a deal, but certainly the margin or the pricing or the deal won't be good. And As you know, the music industry and the real estate industry and the software industry is, is loaded with deals that you read about, but when you get inside the deal – it wasn't made, you know, it, the deal was done, but it wasn't as good terms. So, so um, this world of being needy, mm. thinking mm. that the buyer or the investor is the prize that you're trying to win, and then organizing your mind and all your activities to win the prize of the investor's money or the signature on the contract or the opportunity, you know, to join their whatever it is, their company. Uh, so, so you come in, and, and I did too, and and this is a very natural thing to think, "Hey, they have the money, they have the power, they have the ability to give me a contract, and and what do I have to do to win it? And then you become a you know a court jester, right? and you juggle and you ride a unicycle and you show up all the stuff, and you present to try and win the prize of the money. And so in pitch anything, I came in and said, eh, backwards, think about it this way. People want what they can't have, people chase that which moves away from them, and people value that which they pay for. And if you really believe those key assumptions about human psychology as I do and and you know the millions of people that I have, re- have read my stuff and I work with uh, do as well, people want what they can't have, people chase that which moves away from them, people only value that which they pay for, and you start to reorganize your behaviors in business around those concepts. You start to see – enormous amount of good things happening and number one is now you start to realize, hey uh, I, I'm not gonna chase Microsoft or Oracle or EMI or who you know whoever it is to try and or Matt, to try and win this account. In fact, all they have is money. That's the only thing they can give me. money and exposure and power but power and money are this is another subject power and money are just interchangeable right? You use power because you don't want to spend your money, right? You could buy anything. You can buy – you know, in the world today, you could buy exposure. You could buy media. You, you could buy anything. So the only reason to use power is to save your money. So power and money are completely interchangeable. People don't fully realize that, right? But the only thing they can really give me is money or some power exposure. And, and money is available anywhere. It's a commodity. It's a bigger commodity than anything else in the world, more than oil or rice or beans or bellies. Or, it's the ultimate commodity. It's just money. If that's all they can give me, why would I supplicate? Why would I change my value system? Why would I be needy in any way? Because I can get money anywhere. Yeah, I know we want to close accounts and get money. right? And, and so the question became, How do you want something and work for something and let somebody know you're good at your job, you can solve their problem, that you want to work with them, you want their money and at the same time not want it at all, not be needy at all, be willing to walk away uh, fairly quickly and how can you do both of those things at the same time? The magic in doing those is that you communicate to people. My values are immutable. They can't be moved. Money cannot move my values. Right? I I have standards and I am trying to see if you meet my standards. So now the framework of a pitch is not, hey, great to meet you. Wanna show what you have. Really excited about having you. Um, you know, if you choose me, I'll be the greatest singer, I'll be the greatest vendor, I'll be the greatest employee. It's I like to share what I have. I'm super busy. I don't know if I'm smart, I don't know if I'm lucky. I don't know if the gods of e-commerce are smiling on me today and tomorrow. They strike me down with a lightning ball, but for whatever reason, I'm busy. So I'm glad we could get our calendars to match up and get some time together today. Let's make the most use of it, and I know we got to show you what I do and how I do it and the big idea and the problem, the solution, and everything like that, right? Uh, but as much as you need to evaluate that and make a decision – I am in a fortunate place in my career, in my life, where I get to be choosy about who I work with. So at the same time, I'm evaluating you and trying to figure out if it makes sense us have to work together. So I'll show you what we have, and if our circles overlap, we'll find a way to make this all go forward. And if not, hail fellow, well met, but call me an Uber, and I'm out of here. So, Matt, <laughs> you, you may not want to say those words exactly, even though I do – I it have. may take some time to get there, have. but you can use that structure.
1: <laughs> I, have. Huh. I was like, you know, should I go? I think I'm going to go. <laughs> and then, pers- afterwards, the person was like your casual nature. I'm like, no, it's because I'm just as busy. And I was actually giving you an hour and a half of my time. Do you know what people usually pay for that? I was like, I I was two minutes late. I own that. But you, sir, are taking it a little bit further <laughs> and telling me I have ten minutes okay. to tell you how I'm going to save your life. I don't think that that's how this works. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: so, so uh, you know, I, for having been doing this for years, and I'll, you know, I'll tell you a little story. You asked how I got here, and I'll tell you there's like one moment in time that really opened my eyes. There was a difference. and be needy. And really, what we're talking about is being reactive to the needs, reactive to the needs of the buyer. Right, or the person that I'm working with, whatever they need in the moment, I'm reacting to that and, and helping them feel that emotion so they're never upset. You know, That's the old way of doing it. There was one point in time where I just saw, I was like, oh, my gosh, I opened a wardrobe and there's fucking Narnia on the other <laughs> side of it, like lions and dragons and kingdoms and spaceships and fuck. Right? I thought it was just a, a, my life, but there's Narnia. So sorry.
1: Uh, <laughs> I think it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I work in finance, so sometimes you know the opportunity, as you said, to uh, shut the doors and show the real me is nice. No, uh, so uh, you know that's so pitch anything showed you that you didn't have to buy into the notion that the person you're meeting with is the prize, and you have to try and win it. They have to try and win your attention. As much as as you're trying to win theirs, they have to try and win the opportunity to do business with you. And I know that's confusing at the moment, right? Why would Microsoft beg me or try and win? They know they just give me the account and I'll provide this, clean the windows for them, or you know, or or sing at their concert. Like they they don't have to try and. People want what they can't have. Mm. When mm. the moment you go, hey, here's my price. This is my services. This is what I'll do for you. I'm really excited about doing it. Would you like to do it? They go, great, Matt. Really excited. Tell you what. I got to show this to the committee and then get it up to the CFO. You know, uh, once a month we meet with the Loch Ness Monster and she's terrific. And I have to get her to sign off on everything. And then we take it up to committee. Uh, Please send us a proposal and we'll get back to you in a week or two if we have any questions. That, right? Right. The moment they know they can have you and what the price is, then they dig in their heels and want to take it to committee and think about it. So this is why they need to continually be chasing you. Now, why would they chase you? Right. Uh, and, And the reality is until you understand how to pitch them or frame yourself up, that you are one of one. One of one. There isn't another one. And you and not only one of one, but the best. Right? And everybody's the best at something. I mean, there's even, you know, people who suck, but they're the best at going to jail, right? Nobody can get out of jail and go back to jail faster than me. So so everybody's the best at something. Uh, and and so what is that and how do we express it? And ultimately it's not the something. I'm the best guitarist, I'm the guest singer, I'm the best accountant, and the it's for me, you know, I work I work in finance, we help companies, we help buy companies, we help sell companies, we invest in companies, right? And and so it's not just that I'm great at the packaging of a company and getting investors to invest in it. I uh, the integrity that we have, the way we work, the employees that I have hired, the the background that I have, the perspective that I have, the the level of um, you know when things get tough, how much I dig in, how positive my energy is, the fact that I don't stop when I'm tired, I stop when I'm done, I'm holistic, I take care of my family, I never put anything before my family, I take care of my health, uh, I bring people up when they're down, and I expect my friends to bring me up when I'm down, and all of this makes what i have the best in the world and if you want all of that with by only giving me money you we have to understand uh what you you know you you, uh maybe an easy way to explain is sometimes when people go hey oran it sounds good you know we'd love to hire you are you kidding me that that was it that doesn't work for me like we just said that we wanted to hire you i go yeah but all you said was like hey we want to hire you what i need to hear his, hey, Oren, we love this. This is amazing. We literally love you. I'm so excited about this. You know, we're gonna do this project together, and it's gonna just be amazing. We're gonna go all in. I know you're gonna go all in, and we're gonna make magic together. If you can't say that,
1: then I don't want to be part of it. And I always. don't,
0: know, I don't know how to do this because it's way too hard. Think about like producing an album or something, right? Do mm-hmm. you know Eric? Like, don't you have to get drunk like every night for three months and? and <laughs> car I, I don't know how to produce an album i haven't done that but but anyway um there's you know on, on many projects there's so much to do that hey yeah let's do it together it doesn't get you to a contract doesn't get signed, doesn't produce an album doesn't do something completely it just gets you guys into trouble together so i've learned that hey yeah why don't we go ahead and do it is nothing maybe that buys a vacuum cleaner or a tv set but it doesn't buy a a, a the sale of a $40 million company in which we're going to make $3 million, you're going to pay us that $3 million, be happy paying it, and go make $15 million yourself over the work of six – like, hey, let's do it, doesn't accomplish that. Right. So I need you to be fully bought in. So the hopefully you're going to sense of some of the framing uh, around the issues that, that pitch anything. You don't have to be needy. You don't have to supplicate. You do have self-value, and, the, and you are the prize, not Microsoft or EMI or
1: Mac. You. And so that brings up, you know, <clears throat> the, the core central theme, the, the issue with a lot of people is getting themselves to a place where they understand that from a human, it's all psychology. Where's their mindset at? And are they treating themselves with that same level of respect and value? And, um, and, and getting past the fear state of, you know, a lot of times the reason why the people are trying to take the deal is because they're worried, where's the, where if they don't take this one, where's it going to come from? And I've learned, <laughs> it took me a few years, but once I learned it, it, it you know, it was, it was magic because it's like nobody and nothing is worth my health, my happiness, or my sanity, period, end of story. Amen. Oh, so, right, right? Yeah. Go ahead. So, so listen,
0: uh, yeah, now, now, I mean, we're getting into deep, deeper stuff, <sighs> and and let me try and this, and this is flip the script. Flip the script is about the deeper stuff, Mm. right? Which is you have to really decide what your values are. Now, everybody, before you turn out, Oh my God, these idiots are going to be talking about values and I got to feed my family. I got to get a contract done. Right? So this, this is the number one thing that I go in and teach companies that they turn around and make money on. Right? Because it, feeds into everything I said when your values are flexible right hey can we meet on the weekend you know to discuss the project oh hey I can't go to Asher's uh hockey game because now I got to go to work right you know I uh that some people that's not necessarily their value so it's okay so there aren't these are the values that you have aren't the values that are in the bible right? Honesty, trust, integrity, hard work, loyalty, friendship, uh, stay away from your neighbor's wives, do what you say, say what you do, uh, you know, follow through. Those are, you know, the, I, I just went into a company and they had a, like a list of 30 values like, hey, we are loyal and we're honest and we're trustworthy and we do what we say and we follow through on our commitments and it's impossible to do all that, right? So those aren't, people i say what are your values and they give me that whole punch list i mean those are your values right those are values that exist and that are that are a menu of like what makes you mad so if i've had dig in matt like what makes you mad like in in life just give me like a, a quick punch list
1: uh let's see uh, what makes me mad um some uh, just disrespect, or um, well, do you mean like personally, like as if like yeah, a, just a, what uh, makes you
0: mad? Like I say something to you, like you know, if I say, "Hey, man, I'm looking at your picture. Like, where'd you get that haircut? Hair, haircut, right? Or are, like, are you mad? Are you like, no. I don't
1: care? Yeah, that that wouldn't that wouldn't bother me. Yeah, it doesn't make you mad? <laughs> like,
0: my hair's always messed up, right? I, I yeah. go to meet with billionaires, and they're like, "What's going on with your hair?". I'm like, "Yeah, I know. It's just it's crazy hair. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't make me mad, right? Oh. But if they go, "Hey, I was reading your book, right? And uh we didn't find it that helpful, then I get upset because mm-hmm. that book you can don't talk about my book, right? You can buy it for twelve dollars or eighteen dollars or whatever, and I help millions of people with it. Now I'll start to really get uh intense.
1: So but sorry, I, I took over the conversation. No, 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 yeah, no. so no. Uh, what, what I'll give you two two examples. Um yeah uh one is uh so i i reach quite a few people on instagram writing uh content yep. either that i've, I've lived or i'm experiencing or i have already you know conquered or, or whatever it might be and somebody mm-hmm. who glanced over and didn't read and then offers their two cents which is very negative yep. and, and derogatory and almost and they just want to tear inside of a community of people that you know i'm like oh you want to get in the ring all right well, let's dance you know and, and then like and then, but i'll find that balance of like you know because you don't want to go to that level, but you want to definitely be like, all right, you're you, you messing with my – you're fucking with my community right now, number one. You, that's toxicity. Hey. Um, so that – or or people trying to fit me into a box. Like in order for them to understand um, what level of of their world that they live in or what – you know how they should feel about themselves based off of what quote-unquote title or where I'm at with my position in life. That's always been a kind of a pet peeve of mine. I'm like – you yeah. shouldn't be able to – you shouldn't judge, period. But that definitely still gets me from time to time. So,
0: so that's terrific, and it's incredibly charismatic when you can communicate to somebody, hey, listen, I'm excited about working with you. Uh, this looks really interesting, although I've seen a couple things, you know, both online, that are some red flags that I want to clear up. Right. So that's tension. You have to introduce tension. That's, this is why sales fall apart is because there is no tension to resolve. Mm. Okay. And I'm going to get back to your values in a second. If there's no conflict, you don't have a commercial. You don't have a joke. If there's no tension, you don't have a TV ad. You don't have a radio ad. You don't have an Instagram ad. You don't have a movie for sure. You don't have a TV show. You don't have any human uh, uh, narrative that people are interested in without conflict and tension. Right? And so the best place to introduce conflict and tension is around your values, not universal values, your values. And so what I heard from you is interesting. So I would say, because I have some of those same issues, you know, I have Instagram and everything like that. Uh, and you, and and so if you were selling something, you might say, hey, and I'd like to tell you how to work with me, right? Uh, because I do content. It's important, uh, you know. So one of my values and the way to work with me is to really consider the content look at it uh thoroughly and not pass quick judgment instant judgment on it and discuss it before we accept it or right if you make instant judgments on the content on the work uh i that's not that's a system that doesn't work for me you might be great might be a great account uh but that's not how i work you know another thing is um you know happy to discuss price but ultimately you know, all creative work is priced basically the same way, and uh, I can tell you when we get down to an agreement, you can f- uh, someone in my position can get fatigued very quickly. So I don't like to discuss price. The price is the price. If you don't want it, go get it from Costco. Go get it from Goldman Sachs. You know, but th- this is what we do, and and so you can teach people how to buy from you, right? And if they won't buy from you in the ways that you've laid out, it doesn't matter. They exactly. were exactly. never going to be a good client, customer, partner anyway, right? And it was eventually going to blow up. If, if you say, hey, you're going to fatigue me on price, you know, I keep asking for discounts. It's just – it is what it is. Now, some people, like at car dealerships, they wouldn't say that. They wouldn't say, hey, you're going to fatigue me on price. That's what they do. They, they sit there for three days and they talk about price and how much is a wheel and how much is a – bigger motor and what if you got it with leather and you know we'll roll up windows and the smaller version bigger like you could price them for a week they don't care that's what they do i can't do that we have one price that's it and and you can fatigue me quickly so so people have different to so teach somebody how to buy from you and and ultimately that's anchored by your values and now you're no longer needy because you're not adjusting yourself to the needs of the buyer because you know, if you guys can't play in the same, same sandbox, it's not going to work anyway.
1: Well, you know, and, and not to cut you off, but, you know, neediness, in my opinion, is also a form of dishonesty. And 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 bear with me for a minute here. What I mean by that is that, and you see this also, by the way, you know, think back to like you know the teenage boy version of you, and, and maybe you know being the, the uber 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 nice guy to the girl when you was trying to date, you know, or something like that. And the girls didn't like that, whatever. It's because if you're too nice, you're also not being honest. And so if you're being very needy, you're you're foregoing your own values. You're foregoing your own um, ways of being solely for other people without taking yourself into consideration. That's actually a form of dishonesty versus saying like, here's how I operate. Here's what I find works best for both parties. And here's how you know, I, I do things. And I respect you if you don't want to do that in that capacity. But it's how I work. It's how I roll. And you got to respect me for at least having a, a, a way of being and a way of doing. And more often than not, I think that, you know, then you just you can weed them out. People either be for it or, or not. Yeah. So in
0: in and that's exactly flip the script in, I think, chapter five or chapter six. This is exactly what I go through when a buyer or a partner can see you going through multiple different character types very quickly. Oh, I'm the nice guy. Right. I'm the. Uh you know, I'm the sorcerer, I'm the angel, I'm the wolf, you know, I'm the demon. When you have these different characters that you play and you're hopping from character to character to character, then the person you're going to a relationship goes, Ah, who are you? Right? I just give me one person that I can deal with. I don't know who the real you is. And I don't care if it's the nice guy, I don't care if it's the wolf, I don't care if it's the angel or the sorcerer or you know, whatever the 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 type is. But I can tell you all salespeople go through this, these, these, these archetypes and buyers don't like it, right? That's why I'm not that you get on the phone with me and I go, um, Hey Matt, what, what's going on? You here for the, uh, 1105 call. Cause the 11 o'clock call started a while ago. Now I say that to billionaires, to guys worth $500 million, right? Because one of my values is really, uh, you know, around time frames. So, uh, but, but they know, that I'm not the fake nice guy. Now, some people are nice guys, which is fine, but they're the nice guy the whole way through, right? They're not shifting from nice guy to the overcome right. objections guy to the closing guy. You're like, hey, what happened to the nice guy that I met 25 minutes ago? Can you bring him back? Because this guy's a dick,
1: <laughs> right. right? Right, exactly.
0: And, and and so it's not that you are one kind of character. It's that you're inconsistent it doesn't give you charisma and doesn't give you credibility and doesn't give you a value system. And that's why deals don't close because they're not certain about you. Right. So there's two kinds of certainty and, and flip the script is really about both those things. One is who are you? I need this. Right. Right. And once you are that, you there's a there's a through line or a thread that matches everything you're talking about, all your behaviors, the way you are. Uh, then they go, oh, he's charismatic, and he feels right. Okay, he's not shifty. That's what shifty. When people say that guy's shifty, yep. that what mm-hmm. mean is mm-hmm. he's changing from character to character to character to try and um, uh, appease me, right? Appease me. So. The second kind of certainty in persuasion or selling or getting a deal done is certainty that the things that you say will happen in the future really will happen because the future is unknowable, right? And so in today's world, I got to pay you today or commit a contract to you today, but get the value you're promising me in the future. And that gives me uncertainty. So really what you're trying to do is close that certainty gap and have somebody believe That the things you're saying that will happen really Mm. will happen, and that's you know if you want to talk about the 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 persuasion of psychology, that's uh, really where it comes to a head: is will the things you say that are going to happen happen on the timeline and at the you know pricing level or the economic level that you say they're going to happen? And if somebody is certain it's going to happen, and they believe that you're a um, honest Uh, loyal character and you have good charisma then you can get that deal closed and so that's what flip the script is really about is that the old scripts for doing that have died and are practically useless and the new scripts for doing that work really effectively if you know how to layer them
1: Well, I also think that you know you're, you're making yourself and your intentions very clear and so to the other side knows exactly who they're dealing with and if they know exactly who they're dealing with, it it cuts out from all the clutter and the noise of pretty much everybody else that they're dealing with. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, uh, so, I mean, not that there's like a lot of people are unclear, but I mean, yeah, there's, I think, uh, when we can ever, anytime we can get around very clear people um, or people we can really, they're very consistent in who they are. Um, it, they're... <sighs> I don't want to use the word predictable but like you you get more of like okay like this is exactly who they are like I know who I'm dealing with and I think that that's why um even even people you see out there that are influential I'm now I'm I don't do I'm not going to do politics I'm not going to do anything like that on the show I don't ever do that but like but people who are very influential who like um you know love that person or hate that person if they're consistent with who they are <laughs> then right. people you know like they're not saying they're anybody else and and you all continue to keep like being okay with it like or, – or not okay with it. But either way like the respect I think comes from that they're, they're consistent, right? I mean I think consistency really uh, is, 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 a, is a leading characteristic.
0: I think that is you – know, and I have a whole chapter on that and you know, uh, so, so it's one thing to say you know, consistency in personal relationships or at work and everything. But when you're getting in front of somebody, they haven't met you before, don't know you that well and then you're pitching them you know, an idea or a deal – there are very um, uh, well established patterns that people are either consistent or inconsistent. So that's what I tried to write about: is the the the, uh, the patterns that people fall into. You know, you a good example, uh, it's you know, I, I wrote about this thing called beta traps. A beta trap. So if you think of like an alpha, you know, an alpha dog and a and a beta, and the beta is the um, you know the follower or the supplicant. So you go to an office. You know, for a ten o'clock meeting, you drove across town, or you flew to another city, and you go. we've all done this. You know, if you're older than older than a millennial, um, so we've you know we've gone into the office and we've sat down, and and the meeting hasn't started. And you say, hey, is Mr. Jones here? Uh, you go, yeah. You know, he's on another call. He'll he'll be out in a minute. In a minute, you know, it's ten fifteen. You're like, hey, hey. You know, really need is is he free yet? And say, "Hey, I'll, I'll let you know as soon as he's free." And there's like a, li- a water fountain, and you're drinking out of a little Dixie cup, <laughs> right? <laughs> and you finally you, you you put your phone down because you've read the news two times, uh, and you pick up a magazine that's on their you know little waiting room area table, and it's a three-year-old Sports Illustrated, right? Yeah. Kill me now.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: or or they take you to the conference room. It's sort of like a doctor's office, right? It's similar you know like oh hey uh, you know we'll take you into the room you're like oh i'm going to see the doctor no you're going into the room where you're going to be naked and sometime later in an unknown time zone the doctor might or might not show up right <laughs> then the door and like oh doctor oh no i'm the nurse take you know, blood pressure door opens oh doctor no i'm the nurse's assistant you know right uh, so true so, so 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 um that's a beta trap Right now, a doctor's office, you, you kind of have to do it. But when you go to somebody else's office, right, they're tre- clearly not treating you like you're valuable and important. And so the things that you do in those environments really frame up your character. So for me, goes on 15 minutes. I say, look, why don't you tell Bob that we're going to have to reschedule? Right. Uh, I'm in the office. I came over from across town. We had it for th- – I'm – Super busy this time of year, right? Does he want to reschedule? And 99 out of 100 times, everybody will – You know, when, when you now enforce that you have character and that mm-hmm. this – that you have the moral authority. I showed up on time. I've been politely patient for a reasonable amount of time. But this is no longer working for me because it doesn't work for anybody. Correct. 100%. And 100%. The moment you show up for real – then they all scurry around, get in the meeting room, and start the meeting.
1: They bend to your will.
0: Bend to your will, uh, and and so oh, I was going to tell you, you know, a little story uh, of how I got it, got into this world and opened the Narnia closet. Is uh, <laughs> I had a partner, and he was colored outside the lines. Is in real estate and finance, but he was a very interesting character, and and really showed me some of the stuff about you know having character and not. Be needy, and uh, we were doing a deal, and I arranged for a buyer to come in. It was like a million dollars. It was going to close a deal. I was going to get my commission. At that time, I needed the commission, so, you know. So I was babysitting every aspect of it. And I said, you know, I'll just call him, you know, Jonathan. So, so I said, Jonathan, uh, you know, can you help? These guys have a couple questions. Can you help answer the legal technical questions? And it's all wrapped up. We'll close the deal, and uh, we'll move on. And so he starts emailing back and forth with them, and they're being difficult, and they're, at, you know, they want to know what the escrow works and how the the, um, you know, the transfers work and they want paperwork that you normally don't do in this kind of deal and they're asking for things and he's going back and forth and being reasonable. Finalized his email come through and this was the days of Microsoft and it goes three letters, all caps, sorry, three words, all caps, right? Lose my number in the subject line. I was like, oh my God, this deal is dead, right? Like I've never seen all caps, lose my number in it's just inconceivable that in a professional financial banking business environment those words would ever come through and i'm like this deal's dead i lost my commission i was like just you know freaking out and uh, it wasn't a couple minutes later Bing. another email comes through i'm like all oh, this guy. and sure enough they write and they still leave the subject line lose my number right and they replied <laughs> to sorry the first word is sorry we'll sign the paperwork and send it over right and i was like what i don't understand what's (laughs) happening (laughs) how the world i'm like in upside down land where up is down and down is up and left is right like how in a deal that we couldn't close was was uh very resilient to actually happening, and we tried to do all the right thing, and then we did the totally wrong thing, and then they apologized to us, and I was trying to unpack oh, what was going on, and, and that was my, you know, when I stepped through the closet and found Narnia on the other side, so now when you have that integrity, I'm not recommending you do this, right, right. but you know, I, I, I'll go in a meeting and start it like this, hey guys, I see you're here for the uh, 11.05 meeting. So uh, why don't we get that one started? Look, uh, I know you got people still trying to show up and uh, you know, why don't we, we can record it or whatever, but let's get the meeting started and they can catch up when they get here. I got a lot to get through, I'm super busy. Uh, I have to jump in about an hour, you know, maybe if, like, an hour and 15 minutes, but we got a lot to get through. Look, I've got a pitch for about 15 minutes, show you what we do, the big idea, the problem, the solution, how it works, value proposition, key assumptions, pro forma, uh, timeline, expectations, what you get, what we get, how it all works. Uh, and then in context, I know you guys are a big company, done great stuff, you know, for the last 15 years, but we've got to focus, right? And in context of what we have, I'll let you guys talk about what we might or might not, you know, your problem and, and how what we do directly relates to what you're trying to solve. If it looks like our circles overlap, you know, we'll find a way to go forward. Look, does anybody need fluids in or out? If not, let's get started.
1: <laughs> that, but that sets the complete tone. You've now taken control so, of the room.
0: You know, man, I will always get in Silicon Valley, or I will always get a minority or a woman or somebody go, hey, you know, you're a white male. You could talk like that, right? If I could never talk like that in, you know, whatever in, you know, I'm I'm a woman. I couldn't go to a room full of investor men and talk like that, right? It, it would be listen. <laughs> you're focusing on my tone. Right. And the tone is a match for my personality. OK. And by the way, I've had a million reps doing this. And the first time I did it, believe me, I didn't talk like that. You know, I stuttered. Does anybody need fluids? Maybe, you know, the joke (laughs) fell flat. Right. Right. Now I literally go to billionaire. Hey, I'm going to kick one of you guys out off the island here pretty quick. All right. Who's it going to be? You? Is it you? Tell me. I'm pointing at a billionaire. Look, does anybody need fluids in or out? If not, let's roll. Okay we got a lot to do here, short amount of time to do it. Let's try and get something done. You know what? Let's not even scope something out that big. Let's do it three ways. Number one, let's see if we even like each other. I don't know if I like you. You know, I'm pointing to a billionaire, right? Is I, right? Are you likable? I don't know. If I read the internet, you're not. You seem pretty reasonable in this room, <laughs> but i been doing it for five minutes. Number two, do we like each other? And I don't know. Number two, can we work together? I'm not the easiest guy to work with, but you don't seem that easy either, and you brought three lawyers Hey, lawyers, thanks for coming. I know you guys are going to be super helpful. Anyway, you brought and, – and look, if we can work together and we like each other, can we build something that's good? And not just do we think it's good, but do people out there think it's good and will they buy it and will they invest in it? So there's a lot to do here in a short amount of time. So – but believe me, the first time I got in a meeting with these guys, that's not – came out. so you've got to let some reps go. Second of all, you're listening to the tone, not the words I'm seeing you can very easily say, you know, Matt can walk in a room and go, uh, hey, guys, uh, i really happy to be here. I, I sure, love you guys, you know, wanted to have this meeting for a long time, excited, actually, although, you know, more and more in the news today, there are some red flags and that's, that's some stuff we got to talk about. I'm not, you, know, you guys aren't the, the, the perfect angels that uh, you once were, and we got to talk about some things that are going on, because I have to be cautious, too, about who I take on as a customer, as you know, but. Anyway, look, there's a lot to get through. You're busy. I'm glad we found time on the calendar. Um, why don't we kick this thing off? I know you got a couple people still straggling in, but while we're together, what do you say we make use of the time, make the best of it, right? So, the, so I'm saying the exact same messaging in a very more, more um, I would say, uh, easy to listen to tone, right? But tone is just about stakes, the higher the stakes are, you know, the bigger uh, and, and more aggressive the tone can be. What I can tell you is the way I've said things here, when you're talking to a professional, it in, if you say it exactly the way I've said it and don't color outside the lines and, and improvise, they don't go, oh, I'm offended. They don't go, what is this? Why is he – they go, oh. God damn it. This is awesome. I am finally in a meeting with somebody who knows what they're doing and runs meetings the way I do. Let's roll. Yep. Autobots, roll out.
1: <laughs> 100%.
0: And and so the the way I discovered and and moved into this modality not because I want to close less deals, right? Because I want to close more deals faster is that people put down their phones, close their laptops, Stop jostling with each other and pay attention because what this does is establishes clarity that something is going to happen on this call or in this meeting. This is not a go nowhere, do nothing, cul-de-sac, everybody grab onto the tail on the left and pull, Right, end up in a proposal meeting. Something is going to happen. We're going to decide either move forward or – not work uh you know together but this there's stakes raising the stakes and i think about um uh so so i don't know matt how does that you know relate to what, you know how do you raise the stakes when you go into a meeting
1: well first of all i, I and so i don't forget this one question i do want to ask you is i want to know how long it took from the the realization you had when um lose my number happened to uh the you know you running the meeting the way you just sounded a minute ago like how many how like how much practice went went in there you know because I, I would love to know about that you know once the realization happened and then you actually started using it um for me uh I, I'll tell you I had a very interesting um learning experience uh this is probably about seven years ago I was in a, I was in a wrong room And a friend of mine was a consultant with, uh, I think it was with either McKinsey or Bain at the time. And he's like, hey, can I consult with you? (laughs) I was like, "Guys, I told him about what happened. I go, yeah, I mean, you guys are usually like, you know, hundreds of dollars an hour. Go for it, you know. (laughs) It's like, so we went through this whole thing, whatever. And he got me into this kind of, it's a different version of the whole Simon Sinek why. He was really just trying to get to like the core of like why I was doing what I was doing, uh, which is in relation to all the media and everything. And he goes, oh, and then finally we got to the end of that and he goes, you see that right there? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, that right there is the only reason you are in any meeting. And if you were ever in a meeting and that isn't uh, aligned with that, you got to go. And I'm talking about like 15 minutes and you would be like, hey, you know what? Listen, um, I'm, I want to start off by saying like what I want to do here is I want to actually see – if we're aligned and um, here's what I want to talk about and here's what we're here to do. And I want to learn more about, you know, how that aligns with what you're trying to do. If after 15 minutes we don't feel that we are aligned, there is nothing wrong with you and there is nothing wrong with me. But I am going to have to dismiss myself <laughs> because, you know, he's like that. But he was saying that only when you're in a wrong room, kind of kind of a situation, whatever, you know, he's like you you, you got to like he's like if you, if they're not aligned, you can't keep like. Your time is precious. You can't you can't just keep going. You know what I mean? And so, so, so like, I'll give you i give you the practical example of that,
0: right? And raising the stakes and, and talking about alignment. A lot of time, uh, and I don't know if you've been on any sort of investment pitches where, you know, gone in for investors, right? But but they will always and this is for anybody, you know, whatever industry And in, you go to an investor and they'll always go, What's the market size? Hmm. right? Yep. And and it's just one of these analytical questions that they have uh, uh, it's really a, whatever answer you give, it's not going to make a difference. They're just going to type in, Hey, what's the market size for shoes? Like, it, it's a question from like the eighties when you didn't have the internet, like what's the market size for sneakers? You know, I don't know. Like nobody really knows, you know, you do need a report from McKinsey or Boston consulting or whatever to actually know. Right. But, but now it's not a real question cause you just go to the internet. What's the market size for seltzer water? What's the market size for CBD? And yep coconut oil like you know you, you. so it's under- anyway and, and usually the pitches that I work on are you know like they're in large markets you go sorry market size I don't know it's a billion it's three billion it's not nine billion but it's not less than a billion hey listen if we're going to get hung up here on market size and a billion isn't large enough for you then let me know so I can call an Uber because we're not in the right place.
1: Exactly. Yeah, there you go yeah see so yeah. That's,
0: that's a good example of just not and, and and also, uh, you know, it touches on this. People are pitching and selling and trying to use persuasion and influence to get a deal done. We think that we have to answer every question that the buyer throws out, right? We, we don't. What I've learned is you don't have to chase every conversation thread. You know, when you're dating, <laughs> you don't have to chase every conversation thread that comes out. Just because somebody asks it doesn't mean you have to open up a whole new category of conversation. Chase it completely. Provide them every answer. Button it down and move back. So, for example, you know they'll say to me, uh, you know, again, uh, hey, you know, do you have, uh, you know, what's the evidence that your client's device can, you know, do measure uh, seven nanometers of methane emission from satellite data, you know, using the current state of processing technology? I will, uh, That's a a question. I don't know if it's a great question, but listen, we have like 24 binders of data, but answering that completely is really like an hour or two of analysts sitting down together going through the binders. Suspend disbelief. We're not out meeting 30 firms like you, bold-faced lying about the data. (laughs) I know Theranos did it, right? but we're pretty (laughs) aware we don't want to be where they are. So suspend this belief that the data we're presenting you and the conclusions we have, we have all that. But that is hours of conversation, and we have like forty minutes left, and we don't even know if we like each other yet. So why don't we get a couple basic things accomplished? Give us the credibility of, uh, you know, we've got three guys from Stanford, two guys from MIT. We've been doing this for ten years. Suspend disbelief for a minute. The methane emission calculations are correct. Why don't we move on to the stuff that really matters? You, so these are some things that that you don't have to chase every conversation thread
1: uh, and it ties into all the stuff we've been talking about. I, I love what you just said, because um, really what you're doing is you're suspending their insecurity. Yeah. And I, I, I found that out um, from, you know, at, at just in, in a personal setting, just from years ago, Of once I started really working so hard and heavily on myself, like, you know, as you as you create your better self. Um, and let's say even like in a relationship, somebody asks something and if you've ever noticed, like you ever try to explain something that you didn't do uh, and your, and your integrity yeah. and you almost start, almost start to sound <laughs> guilty. And I'm I realize not- I'm like, Oh, holy shit. I'm like, I don't have to answer anybody's insecurity period. Like, I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry. You feel that way. Well, I mean, aren't, there, don't there you have anything to uh, say about that? I'm like, I don't have anything to say about that because I love the way I behave and my character is awesome and I think I actually did a really great job. I actually prefer a positive comment if you want to go down that route or we can address why you're really feeling the way you're really feeling. But how much time is that really going to take and do we have that kind of amount of time?
0: Yeah, it's 100 uh, percent. So have you ever – by the way, where are you – are you in New York? Where are you based out of? No, I'm from New York. I'm based out of
1: Scottsdale, Arizona.
0: Sale, Okay. Oh, cool. Hey, do you know my buddy Rick Steele? I don't. Okay. Yeah, it look up Rick familiar. Steele, I official. Will. Very interesting guy. You guys should be on each other's radio shows and podcasts and lives or whatever. Very interesting. Uh, but but uh, so, so uh, there was in L.A. a radio host named Tom Likas. Did you ever hear of him? Yeah, I've heard of him. It's a misogynistic, you know, but four-hour radio drive. And I was flipping through one day, and uh, he was talking – And um, it caught my ear, so I started listening to it. You know, even if you only listen to NPR, sometimes you got to listen to Fox News and see what's going on there. If you only listen to Fox News, well, I guess you only listen to Fox News. But anyway, um, so I'm flipping past this radio show, and and uh, there was a woman calling in, and she says, "Tom, it's a you know relationship show. I'm I'm so confused because my husband, I was like pretty sure." He was cheating on me because I was just getting these weird vibes and signals. So uh, he, one day he goes, hey, um, I'm going over to you know John's house. We're going to watch football, whatever. And I follow him, right? And he doesn't go to John's house. He goes to the supermarket. And I'm like, aha, I got him. He goes to the supermarket and he buys you know a, a bag full of stuff, right? And I'm like, aha, I caught him, right? And they, he doesn't go to John's house. He drives to the park. I'm like, oh, I caught him. Drives to the park and he goes sits on a park bench and he takes a sports illustrated out of the bag and a soda, right? And he sits there for an hour reading the sports <laughs> illustrated and the soda. Then he packs it up and he drives back home. Right? What's going on? <laughs> He's like, what <laughs> she's like completely. Lying. He's like, you are impossible to live with. And he has to lie to you.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So, versus so the, yes. yeah. versus giving the truth because he didn't want to deal with the truth because that was already yep. a, a hard, you know, a hard reality of, of of an argument. But it wasn't the worst thing that she was thinking.
0: <laughs> so, so this is what flipped the script. And the reason I wanted to go down this path is all about is autonomy. Right. Mm-hmm. So even the title is uh, making buyers, you know, making people think that your idea is their idea. And the the things in flip the script and things we're talking about here about creating inception, where people decide they want to work with you without you ever saying so. What do you think? Is this something you'd be interested in? Could you look at the contract? Do you have any questions? You know, how can we get this done? They just go, Hey Matt, when can we can we start on Monday? Like just send over the contract. I'll sign whatever. Let's roll. Right. And so that is the selling that we do now. There isn't some big stand. I don't know any closes. There isn't a standoff moment. Uh, we don't go. Do you have any questions about the contract? The buyer just goes, "Hey, I'm in. Let's get going. Send me over whatever you have. I'll shoot over legal. Sign it up. Can we start on Monday?" And that's that's where we now take people. But you can do that through a process, mm. right? It can't mm. be done through charisma. It can't be done through the the old scripts, you know, which don't don't work anymore. But um, the, the 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 thing is the ability to give the buyer autonomy but still be moving forward towards the decision once you take away somebody's autonomy right uh, and they feel they have to justify themselves or you know they don't have so you know or they can't tell you the truth or so I will say listen this I'm so easy to get rid of watch just say hey Oren, this isn't really for me we all you'll hear is dial tone I'm so busy this is not a Venus flytrap right look you know it, we it, it we're a good we've solved your problem a thousand times it's like a, a simple push-up for us we don't have this problem you have the problem right if you want us to solve the problem right just say Or hey I want you to solve the problem and you know if you say that then you got to actually take money out of your bank account and put it in our bank account that's like it's functionally how it works right um, this isn't, uh, uh, you know, I'm not the patron saint of tough deals, but if, if, if you feel like you just want to pay the least amount possible, right. And there's tons of negotiation, no problem. Just say, Hey, Warren, this budget is not for me and I will send you over to the other for the Costco version of us, right? They do it cheap. They do it fast. And, and if that's what you need, I'll, I'm friendly with them. I'll send you over there. And by the way, if you need McKinsey and Goldman Sachs because you want to tell your board and your accountant and your wife that oh we got Goldman Sachs and by the way lots of people that's important to them they want to say oh I hired Orrin oh who's that <laughs> right they want to say I hired Goldman Sachs no problem I got a very good friend over there it's a good starting point right but the reality is you know at Goldman Sachs you get an intern you don't get Orrin Claff and his A team but you got to tell me what you want and then I'll help you get it.
1: What? Well stated. What?
0: Here, and, and, and this is, you know, now it's almost paid content, right? But I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, I don't have a close, but here's the question. Tell me what we should be doing together. And that's the question, right? So I put it 100% in their side with total autonomy. And you put a lot and, of all the responsibility on them. A lot of responsibility because then they'll... Come back and go. Yeah, let's just. Or they're like, yeah, you know what? We we, no matter what we say here and do, my board is going to want a name: Goldman, McKinsey, J.P. Morgan on it. And go great. Send you over there. Hail fellow, well met. Keep your name in the Rolodex. Call us if you have any problems. But, um, it it you know, uh, and when you've completed the cycle there, and you really let them decide authentically on their side, uh, they'll tell you. You know, I say, go ahead, just tell me, you know, you could just look, look me in the eye and say, Oren, I like you, but your head is full of dead insects.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you respect that, Nothing though. Nothing <laughs>
0: you're saying is going to work for me. And I go, hey, you just tell me that. Right. right? I, and I, and I so that I, that you want to give people that. So it's not permission. See, I think people screw this up by giving they they give you permission to be honest, right? But yeah, but when you give them the pathway of the words, look, Matt, just tell me, right? One of three things. Because this is what will typically happen. And oh, I know we're taking up a lot of time here, Matt, but we'll turn the corner. This is what will typically happen, right? Matt, you you'll go, hey, um, well, it sounds really good. You know, just really want to think about it. If you could write it up in a proposal, you know, show up the committee. If we have any questions, we'll get back in a week, you know, and um, and see where we can go with this. And I go, Matt, I'm sorry. You are the absolute best podcast host, radio announcer, your voice, your show. I mean, there's no one better than you in this industry. Maybe you know, maybe there's people bigger, but I don't know if there's people better. There's nobody who does what I do better. Yeah, maybe there's people similar and on one day they might be better and one day I might be, but really I'm in the best. There's no we've spent 4 hours discussing this project, right? So you're the best at what you do, I'm the best at what I do. Maybe you know, I don't know how you price your time. Probably two, three thousand dollars an hour. Same over here. So, and you've had a couple people on the call. I've had a couple, We spent 10, 15 hours of man hours in total, maybe twenty thousand dollars talking about this subject. And here we are going. Eh, I don't know. Once you write something up, we'll take a look at it. No way. That does not work for me. I don't allow you to do that to yourself, and I don't allow you to do it to me. Here's what makes sense. Just say, hey, Orn, You know what? It's very polite call. I like you a lot. I just didn't want to get into it, but this is not for us. Just tell me that, or say, uh, you know, we like what you do. Just the, bu- you know, we don't have the budget. We're gonna, we we got to find some other alternatives. Um, we'd like it, and if it was free, we'd take it. But at this budget, we can't get it to work. Or just say, I love it. We want to make it happen. Let's get the paperwork moving forward. Make some small adjustments, but let's try and get into business together. Just tell me one of those three things, so I know where we actually are. Boom. So those are not closes, right? Those are literally giving people channels in which they can opt out. It gives direction. It gives clear direction. Mm-hmm. It gives an opt out, mm-hmm. and it raises the stakes. The decision. We're not here, you know. As I said, to run around in circles, chase, you know, everybody pulling the tail of the person on the left. So sorry, Matt. I burned up your whole, you know, afternoon. I love talking about this stuff, and uh,
1: no, this is the, gold. It this went off going. on
0: a couple couple of tirades, and you were polite enough not to interrupt me. But but here we are.
1: Or or I was smart enough to allow you to give out all this really <laughs> great valuable information. <laughs> so uh, uh, no, this is amazing. Well, um, what do you uh, what do you have coming up next? Uh, where where can people you know find uh, flip the script? And how can and you know, where can they find you online and all that fun stuff?
0: Yeah, so if, if I were you, I would go to Amazon and just type in Oren Klaff,
1: right, right. Mm-hmm. or
0: flip the script, and the book will pop up. It is, I mean, it's a master class in how to get the deal that you're working on now done, so I would do that. If you go over to OrenKlaff.com, it's really interesting. I'm running a contest right now uh, where I will fly you out to California, Southern California, put you up on the beach for a couple nights, uh, and spend some time with you on your deal, right? And Um, we can drive around the Lamborghini. We can drive around the G 550 whatever it is. You know, you choose, I got like 11 cars sitting around here, uh, you know, with hopefully the batteries are charged up enough to go. We'll pick a car, we'll drive around and we'll work on your deal. And so I think like only my mom and two other people have entered, I haven't really, haven't promoted. (laughs) (laughs) So you're going to be like, well, one in four chance of winning. (laughs) Uh, So, so hop over to orenklaff.com and uh, uh, just put your name in there and we'll treat your information confidentially, but you get a chance to fly out to California on my budget and um, get some work done.
1: Well, uh, you know, um, no deals yet. I got one potentially coming up, but uh, I'll be in Southern California here in a couple of weeks, so I'll still just uh, hit you up to see if you're available for coffee <laughs> as we'll busy as you up. are. We
0: have a great studio here. You know, whatever car is at the edge of the warehouse, we'll grab it, and uh, there's, you know, we're, we're on the beach. The next building over from the studio that I'm in right now is the ocean. So oh, we'll have beautiful. a great time if you can stop by.
1: Beautiful. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll be sure to I'll connect you with you here offline in one second. Uh, but I wanted to uh, n- um, tell you it's a journey-driven podcast. so You can come back on anytime you want, uh, and we can talk about any other uh, topic in relation to a multitude of uh, experiences that you've had at this point. And uh, we can go on more tears, by the way. You're welcome back anytime. It's a journey-driven podcast, and a couple people have taken us up on the offer. They've come back. And, uh, I just, I really appreciate having you on, man. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a pleasure, man. I, am I'm, I'm familiar with, uh, pitch anything. And then, uh, when I was uh talking with a gal from, um, uh, one of your, your, uh, your colleagues about pitch anything, I haven't dive uh, I haven't dove into that yet. So I'm looking forward to that one.
0: Okay. Terrific. Yeah. Terrific. Yeah. Flip the script is going to flip your mind. You're just going to go, what, how have I not been doing this stuff? And, uh, that that book will make you a million dollars, and you'll f- have fun doing it. You know, a lot of books will make you a million dollars, but you're going to be miserable for the next 20 years. You know, start a software company. You know, commit to running the Sahara in your underwear, whatever. But but flip the script will make you money, and you'll have fun along the way. Nice. So, probably, so very
1: good. I'll probably I'll probably be one of those um, where I'll I'll document it in front of people. And be Like, all right, guys, we're going to do. You're going to watch me. Uh, you you have to get the book, but you're going to watch me do this in front of you just to just to prove Oren's point. <laughs> Just so I'll so. come back for sure Matt. Uh you know be careful.
0: I'm the guy that if you extend it, you know when people go, "Hey, you should come visit us, you know, we're in Miami for the summer." Like knock knock Oren Claff and his family are at the door like, oh, "Did you invite that motherfucker?" Right? Yeah, I invited. Him. I didn't think he was going to come. No, <laughs> hey! you uh,
1: you have to be very honest and direct because anything you say uh to Oren <laughs> will he will he will fall through on. <laughs> so <laughs> I listen. I totally appreciate you. Thank you again for being on the show, uh, everybody. Please be sure to check out Orenclaff. Uh, go to Amazon, pitch anything, flip the script, or you can type in Orenclaff. Uh, I mean, the man sold so many copies; you will not miss him. O R E N K L A F F on Amazon. Please be sure to check him out. Uh, we'll have him back on. I have a few. I have a, a feeling a few of you guys are going to be actually asking a whole bunch of questions. And you guys also, you can go reach out to him on his his profile. So please do so. Uh, Oren, this was amazing. Thank you for being on the show.
0: Thanks, Matt. I appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. Uh, for everybody listening, Oren Claff. We're grateful we had him on. Be sure to check him out, orenclaff.com. For myself, Matt Gosman. for of Sold Separately. We are out.